Thanks for listening to the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network. You're listening to DQP Does, our special cyberpunk edition. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DraftyQ. Check us out on YouTube, Drafty Quarters Podcast Network. Facebook is Drafty Quarters Productions. Like that page. Become a patron on Patreon under Drafty Quarters Productions. For just $1, you can keep supporting us and make sure that we can eat. Email us at draftyq at gmail.com with thoughts, questions, comments, or concerns. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to DQP Does, the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network movie review show, where we cut open your chest and take back your still-beating heart. Uh, With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. I had something witty to say, and then I... it was stolen from me or something. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. We also have Dave. Hi, Shane. It is me, Dave. Oh, man. Uh, I hate this episode already. (laughs) Me too, buddy. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I was really hoping you were going to sing the whole time now. Uh, I already (laughs) fucked it up. (laughs) We have a special guest today with us. We got Barry. What's up? There There it is. is. And that's the episode. <laughs> uh, Russell, did we have any emails? Let's double check. I hope that one guy emailed us again. <laughs> the not you, Dave. The guy that wanted me to have pizza. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Does no, I mean, we definitely have some emails. Uh, like Apple wants to uh, help us transform our living room with Apple TV 4K. Fuck Apple TV, that almost sounds like an advertisement. Wait, no, I didn't say that. Don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, they already stopped their snipers. Fuck, we have a Wyndham Rewards. We're apparently. gonna get delist- delisted from fucking <laughs> Apple podcasts. Uh, And Twitter has sent us about 150 notification emails. So, um, that's where we're at with emails. Okay, well, fuck that. And fuck this movie, too. This week we did Repo! (laughs) Exclamation! The Genetic Opera (sighs) from 2008. It's rated R. It was an hour and 38 minutes of my life that I'm never going to get back. Uh, (laughs) Amen, buddy. Amen. It's actually... Probably going to be about two and a half hours yeah, because know, we're also going to talk, talk about, about it. it. Uh, so a rundown of this movie, some shit happens and then more dumb shit happens and then, uh, yeah, it's over. Everybody sings about it. The end. No. <laughs> That's so true. Like You nailed it, man. I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it the benefit. Of the, well, not the benefit of the doubt because I watched it and it sucks, but uh, I'll give it. I'll give it like a real shakedown here. Okay. Uh, the the girl from Spy Kids and uh, Buffy's weird not stepdad, uh, Giles. Yeah, uh, step watcher. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We all know no, it was Jaws, dude. You know well. You know that somebody makes that porn somewhere because it's the internet. So, oh yeah, it's true. That's out there somewhere. Rule whatever it is. Rule thirty four. Rule thirty four. Shouldn't know that, but I do. Um. Anyway, the internet's creepy people. Uh. No, so, no, it's fine. It's fine. Bullet totally creepy. okay. You can't lie on the internet. Yeah. Um. So anyway, <laughs> uh, he's her dad, and uh, I don't know that he's also the repo man for Gene Co., which is a company that arose from a need for uh financing on organs. 
because everybody's organs were just given out all of a sudden. They never go into why. They just this company took advantage of a hole in the market, pun intended. Um, well, I mean, there there's currently a hole in the market today where it would well, be nice yeah, to but have so your like, organs financed. So like, um, there's another movie that are we gonna watch Repo Men? I don't know. Let's decide right now. Are we watching Repo Men? I mean, me and Barry already watched Repo Men. I mean, I'll watch it again. Are you coming back for Repo Men? That's fine, I guess. Okay, cool. Okay, we'll, we'll watch Repo Men. Repo yeah, Men. sure. She's better than this movie. Featuring How Jude Law singing? and Forrest Whitaker's Eye. Oh, I'm into there's, that. There's a little singing, Oh, but not a lot. Okay, all right. I don't remember singing. There is singing. There's it's singing. like one scene. Two scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Is it anyway. just them singing about how much genetic opera sucks? Yes. Because then I'm in. They're not. They're not actually connected at all. Oh, it's the good. same sort of plot. But anyway, we're, we'll talk about that one next week. Okay. Um, but so uh, they fill a, a hole in the market. The the difference, really, uh, a big difference is being that like these organs seem to be organic, like real organs. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure. Like, yes, the. I'm mean, getting off topic here, but yes, the, uh, the like donor waiting list stuff is kind of broken mm-hmm. in our healthcare system. Yeah, right. Um, but I don't see how a corporation offering financing that people are not capable of paying fills that fixes that. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's <laughs> good. It says. It's probably, I think it's in the, like, opening comic. Yeah, there's an epidemic. Yeah, like, the world is riddled with disease and people are dying off and they need organs. Yeah, but they don't explain, like, what that is, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like That's that's not the focus of this movie. Right. Yeah, I think... And I think maybe they should have delved into that stuff and not try to be as goth as possible. Oh my god, (laughs) it's so goth. (laughs) So, yeah, there's not... There's Yeah, but let me finish the thing. You got a point. Go ahead and make it. All right. So if you can make it in less than five minutes, yeah, I can do that. No, you can't. So, <laughs> so currently they're developing ways, and they don't really explain where they get the organs from in in the show. But currently in real life, they are developing ways to grow organs in a lab. So yeah. you could surmise that maybe this company has maybe. been the one that has developed. They the also way. don't seem to give a shit about the organs that they repossess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like a couple scenes where it's like, okay. <laughs> and then the other thing I <laughs> Why was going to say, did you take it back then? Um, they seem like the uh, predatory type of finance company that doesn't want oh, you to 100%. actually be able to pay off your organs. Yeah. So that way they can repo them and still collect reuse insurance it. money on the, your yeah. failure to pay and then reuse that organ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is an actual thing that happens in today's society, well, then, oh, just yes. not with organs. In the like first scene. It's like panning in from the water and you're just seeing dead bodies everywhere. And then mm-hmm. it gets to a yeah. graveyard and the graveyard just keeps going. And then there's a wall and it comes up and there's more graveyard. Like, Yeah. yeah that, so clearly they're just like killing people and t- harvesting their organs to sell to other people. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to repo like someone's heart, then why not repo or like just take everything and give it to other and then sell it to other people? Yeah. But that's beside the point. Yeah. You'd make so much money. So. Giles is the repo man, and he's also the Big main character, Shiloh's uh, uh, dad. And her mom died uh, under suspicious circumstances while she was pregnant with Shiloh. Um, and uh, he works for Roddy, which is the, uh, the owner of Geneco. Uh, and he has three kids who are huge pieces of shit in mostly the same way. They're all psychopaths. Um, and, uh, one of them's Bill Mosley, which I didn't, I couldn't, I like did not realize that until I looked it up. I didn't realize it until Russell mentioned it before we did this podcast. I love yeah. Bill Mosley. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't realize I didn't it. recognize him at all, mainly because he like, his hair was combed and he was clean cut. That's true. <laughs> he wasn't wearing like a metal head or like, a bunch of prosthetics. Yeah. His hair wasn't like stringy and long and he didn't look like a strung out fucking axe murderer. 
even though he was totally a murderer in this movie, it completely yeah. fit with every one of his other roles, except for the cleanliness of the character doing it. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Roddy's got a, a shitty family. It turns out that he was in love with, uh, or he was supposed to be married to um, Marnie, which was Shiloh's mom, and until she met Nathan, who is Giles, and the Repo Man. Uh, and then she got married to him instead, and they had Shiloh, and she died. And uh, Roddy actually like uh, poisoned her because she was ill or something. And uh, I don't care that much. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he, it, she was uh, sick. Uh, Nathan no, no, was trying to heal her. Yeah, he was trying to heal her. Uh, yeah. Anyway, just I mean, if you want to torture yourself, go listen. Go listen. Watch the movie. Whatever. Or um, don't. <laughs> but anyway, it it moves on to you know basically she's supposed to be sick and not doing anything, but she wants to get out, and he's keeping her away from the world. Um, and Roddy like wants to give her the company, but. To do it, he wants to kill Nathan to get his final revenge for him taking away Marnie and, like, also to fuck over his kids because he hates them all at the same time. And he does it on a stage, which, like, that was, ugh. Meta, bro. Yeah. The worst kind. <laughs> And then I think you, you realize, hated it more than I did. And then and then they like touch on Nathan basically uh doing uh Munchausen by proxy on Shiloh like she was never actually sick and didn't have to be sequestered. Uh he was biggest just like, word in the movie. Yeah, he was actually uh poisoning her with the medication in quotes that he was giving her. Um, and she does like a, a two second detox on stage at the end of the movie. <sighs> Dad dies. Roddy dies. The she walks out and rides away in a limo for some reason. Goes home. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, and the kids take over the company. Basically, the ending sucks just as much as the rest of the movie did. Um, yeah. And that's it. Like, there's a lot more that happens. There's a a, a low rent riffraff that was actually the guy that wrote it. Um, <laughs> I was gonna mention <laughs> mention uh, Rocky Horror eventually. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, oh my god the the thing that I like the first uh, uh, like blurb that I read was like uh, in this something they miss. Uh, mishmashed Rocky Horror Picture Show and uh, Blade Runner seamlessly and I was like what the fuck <laughs> like before I even watched a frame of this I wanted to fucking burn it where so, did you find a positive review I don't know hmm. I, it was on IMDB because I think that's the only place oh, I really looked that's wild yeah. Like I was looking for like I didn't look super hard, but I was yeah. like looking around a little bit and I feel like it's pretty much universally accepted to be garbage. Okay. But you got like your certain group that's gonna be into it. Yeah. Same, I mean, same deal, like with the Rocky. Yeah. yeah. But like the songs in Rocky Horror Picture Show were good. Yeah. The I songs to... in this were not good. Are there only there three songs in Rocky Horror Picture Show? Mm. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I used to hate like Rocky Horror. Then like I watched it fairly recently. I'm like, okay, this is like, this has got some charm to it. Yeah. Tim Curry's awesome. Like yes. it's ridiculous. He's always awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's always awesome. I like Tim Curry and Rocky Horror. Yeah. And then like watching this, I'm like, no, not about this. It. It's... That's what this was missing. Tim Curry as the grave robber. <laughs> yeah. No. no. No, I love the grave robber. The grave <laughs> robber was actually okay. It's just like some of the songs. Well, all the songs in in the movie are terrible. Um, There's a few that are okay, mm, passable. -ish. I really like a lot of the songs. Oh my god, Barry! <laughs> Come on, bro, you're killing me, Smalls. The the punk rock one wasn't terrible. I actually hated that one the most. 
Uh, oh. She's like, okay. The 17 Fine. thing? Yes. Yeah, oh. Joan Jett was there. I'm like, all right, Joan Jett. Cool. Yeah. I feel wow. like that's my I, least favorite. I don't know where yeah. they got the cash, but that was the only reason she was there. Yeah, that might be the only reason I like that song. I'm like, oh shit, Joan Jett. Wait, did you? What? No. She like she had to do this because she felt bad or she owed someone a favor. There's no way they had enough money to pay her. Or they spent the entire budget of the movie yeah. on getting Joan Jett. I don't know. I feel like there was like some money spent on this movie, just not in like the writing. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. enough. Like, there, there's a lot of like, costuming going on. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Not like a lot of CG and this stuff, seems but like... super low budget. I don't know. The practical effects weren't very good. No, but... I mean, they spent money on it, but uh, I mean, not not like, you know, blockbuster money. No, right? like Kevin Smith making Clerks money. Uh, there's a lot more costuming. <laughs> and effects. It's true. It's also 15 years later, so it's just cheaper. But anyway, uh, I my favorite song since we're to that part. Uh, my favorite song is the one where uh Mag sings to Shiloh, um, in the foyer of the house, in the foyer of the house, yeah. and like she keeps bringing in the hologram of, of mom of mom for the chorus. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. That that I actually liked that song. Like not like. Hey, this song is the most passable song in the in the show, but like I actually enjoyed that, that one part was of okay. the movie. I just, like there's a lot of I mean, we also had the subtitles on and you can't trust the subtitles cuz they're wrong a lot. If you watch it on Amazon, songs. they're way off a lot yeah. of the time. I was noticing that cuz like, I watched it on Amazon. I I I could tell what they were saying in a lot of the stuff and yeah. it was like the lyrics are just bad. And it, it it's not like they wrote themselves into a corner because of dialogue. It's like they were trying to fit too much, too many words in to yeah. to stuff, and it I, was like it was getting bad because it was wordy. Yeah. So being like it's it's an opera, so there's no just plain spoken dialogue. Right. There's, there's parts where it kind of sounds like they're just talking, but there is like some sort of low Sing, level melody. A, yeah. There's a melody to it. Yeah. <clears throat> So, like, they don't have scenes that aren't in the songs to have regular dialogue, so that all oh, kind of has to get mushed in to yeah, the songs. But so I feel like that does hurt a lot of the songs, but also... You can yeah, you can get those ideas across without using, you know, all the articles and everything like that. Like, it, it might come across like the, the characters are speaking oddly. But then they're also like repeating shit. So like you're you're sacrificing the song to get all your words in, but then you're using other lyrical conventions for the songs that don't make sense in normal conversation either. Right? So yeah. like you have a lot of parts where like there's like call and reply where that doesn't make sense in a normal conversation. Um, at least the way they were doing it. And like a lot of repetitiveness in in like the chorusy parts, but then during like the parts that were more of like a verse kind of thing, um, where it's almost like dialogue just sung. They how how do you make the excuse of well we have to do the dialogue, so that's why there's all these words, but then five seconds later. We have this other part that fits musical conventions that doesn't make sense as dialogue. It doesn't make sense. You can you can make the song good and follow like conventions of song, or you can fit all the dialogue in, but you can't do both. Because then the song just sucks. At least you, they can't. Can do both. You can. They can't do both. They can't. Because can. we've all watched <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah. That's not an opera. That's. It's uh, not fair to. Yeah, you can't compare, compare them that. like that. But they also like they has, don't. The they do have dialogue. dialogue. It's. But the dialogue has this fucking underlining melody, as you said. Not always. No. It's not, not always. In like the, if you if you watch the play and then listen to the soundtrack, there's big chunks that you never hear because there's dialogue that's it's just not in a song. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole thing is songs. There's a couple spots 
in this that are missing if you would to cut it into just songs but like it's like a line or two yeah like when shiloh's in that tent she's like i must get home like yeah. it's not a song but she's like half as kind of right. singing. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah but like you can you can get the ideas of the dialogue across without writing a shitty song they did not do that yeah and and like that's i mean if that's the whole fucking movie then the whole fucking movie sucks <laughs> like like it looked okay i didn't have a problem with how the the, the movie looked oh, like I hated the, how it looked well i mean they got what they were going after right yeah, they guess. wanted that hyper stylized uh goth shit from the early 2000s it also right? was like a weird filter on the entire movie that i couldn't get past yeah. where yeah. it's like a dream it it's like, has like the a dream super, state filter it's like the super fake victorian filter it's true because this movie is so goth it's like marilyn manson and rob zombie had a baby in a hot topic <laughs> I, I like some goth stuff i love typo negative yeah. but this is way too goth for me isn't typo negative like halfway making fun yes. of even themselves? Yeah, yes. mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's what this movie needed, Peter Steele. I, I think it needed more grave robber. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I I, I really mean, enjoy the songs when it's like just Nathan going crazy by himself yeah like he's like switching voices yeah he's like, so yeah, i liked i liked him oh, i'm a monster yeah i liked him a lot and i i i don't know a lot about like uh how they did the singing and stuff like if he was actually singing because it seemed like it sometimes and it didn't so it kind of seemed like it other times oh yeah i don't um i've seen this movie thousands of times but i haven't watched it in a few years and i've never like done research about it God damn it, Barry. <laughs> so, okay. If I wasn't like running away from cameras in high school, I would show you a picture of me in my eyeliner and lipstick and nail polish and my trip pants shrouded in my <laughs> black leather trench coat. And you'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Dude, I would have worn that shit if they made it for fat kids. So, you know, I mean, might, might have been the same thing, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean,. I liked going into Hot Topic and stuff, but I mean, I didn't watch it then. Have if you, I had watched it then, have you been in Hot Topic in the last like five years? Yes, it is not the same place. It at is all. not the same place. I I remember it changing while uh while I was still, you know, in high school and stuff. Like I remember there was a time where there was like uh John Deere shit in there. Yeah, what? Like I don't. Do you well, remember I walked that? in there and I was like, what even is this place? Well, I thought it said Hot Topic. Where did I walk in? <laughs> their entire, entire business model is selling the current most hottest topic. Yeah. It just, at the time that it showed up in this area, that was goth shit. Yeah. New My, metal was big. Yeah. And a lot of the aesthetic was goth stuff. So I like wouldn't have liked this in high school New because goth. I wore like I wore I had a trench coat but it was dark blue and went with my fedora and I wrote journals um I wore so, a fedora for a while I, <laughs> I wasn't goth I was I wanted to be a noir detective is what I wanted to be <laughs> your trench coat was the wrong color bud dark blue yeah I mean I didn't have a brown one I yeah, guess I was gonna but, say, it's supposed to be tan bud yeah like khaki. Yeah, talk to dames. Right? I mean, do. go back another 20 years. <laughs> still Black still. and white. Anyway. <laughs> still khaki. This though. movie made you grumpy. Yeah, Black it did. Boy. It really did, dude. Talking like, I, about it I is making like, him grumpy. <laughs> it made me mad because like, I actually really like the guy that plays uh, Giles. And I like the idea. Like, I like the story of this movie. I really do. Like, I think it's a cool idea, and I like the aesthetic, too. I like goth shit. But the music, like, I am also a musician, and I'm a writer, and this 
fucking sucked. <laughs> I, I'm not a musician. Shane's more a musician than I am, but I agree with him. You're a good lyricist, though. Oh, thank you. You are a good lyricist. Like, you're like, oh, I wrote dumb shit, but you write dumb shit real well, bud. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Like, I, I don't know. It just, the, the lyrics pissed me off. Some of the, like, song structures pissed me off because it's like, you don't put a key change there. Why are you going back? What the fuck is going on in this fucking song? <laughs> like, it it was just bad. Is there a lot of really weird time signatures? Yeah, but I mean, there's all there's usually a lot of weird time signatures and stuff like this. No, just what? because you're, especially when you're basing it off of word count and stuff. Yeah, that, that you end up with weird. Okay, structure. Were, were there a, there were actually a lot of weird time signatures because I thought everything. Because part of my problem with it is that it felt too. It felt like it was trying too hard to be like radio rock, like you said. Some of it, Manson and Rob Zombie, right? Yeah. Like it was. I thought it was very much like radio rockish musically, and then most of the time, I didn't feel like the lyrics fit over the music especially the parts that were supposed to be dialogue that they were singing anyway i feel yeah. like the music there's like a there's a lot of like really different shit yeah like uh 17 when she's jumping on her bed and yeah they she, cover her, like a lot everything's of all colorful variety and she's like trying to be punk and then and then you also have like the opera shit going on and yes i feel like there's a a, a good variety of yeah I they mean, he, yeah. it was kind of character specific a little bit yeah Yeah, which is fine they were like trying to blend genres and like you can get you get a little bit of the blend when you bounce from one character scene to another character scene like musically they're they're trying to blend the music but like it just didn't i don't know i didn't some of i think some of the structure of some of the characters i mean there might have been some really nice thought that went into how things were written um because I feel like a lot of the Shiloh stuff was very plotting, like as far as the tempo, or not the tempo, but the cadence of things. Yeah. And that might have been like, uh, she's not like, she's not mature, so she's not complex. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some of the other characters had more complex parts and, and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, that's getting ahead of yourself if that's what, what that was. Um, because, I mean, you've got to be able to write it, basically, before you make it that complex. You know, where you have, like, different themes for different characters and stuff like that. Because, like, thinking about what you guys were saying as far as, like, the different genres and stuff, like, uh, a lot of times, uh, Nathan had a certain, like, genre of of music underneath his, uh, his parts. And then, like, the Repo Man had different stuff going on under his parts, and Roddy had different stuff going on Mm -hmm. under his parts. The kids were all different. Like, I feel like they tried to do a lot with the music that they weren't capable of doing. Right. And then they also, like, the mixing, I thought, was bad because, like, the levels, like, you can barely hear like the music mm. under so so you have That's true yeah <laughs> so the, this is different than like uh a uh, an accompany of an orchestra right because this you're like something like this this is these genres of music like the music should be more upfront it's not just like background like it's not yeah. just there to be there well, i think it, they struggled with that probably because it was a movie right yeah. So like it's not like your normal musical where you're on a stage or like it started on stage, right? Um with like Hamilton, like we talked about Hamilton, like it starts on stage. So they know how to, you know, when they're going to front of house, they know what the the mix should be of yeah. the the vocals versus the accompaniment versus like when you're making a movie you want all the dialogue to be up front and special effects to be a little bit higher and, you know, then then like all the music to be down low unless there's a specific part where you want it to be up front. And like, uh, they could have been struggling with that mentality versus the mentality of like an actual musical, which is like, it's, it's an opera. So it should have been 
um, more like a musical as far as how how the movie sound was mixed, but it wasn't. And then there there's also weird parts where it's like acting like you're actually there instead of just being about the the music because the like there's a part where uh they're driving away in the limo from the graveyard and you're you you start off with a perspective that's inside the limo and you can hear hear everything clearly and then it goes to a perspective outside the limo from the graveyard and the limo's driving away and it's muffled like you're hearing it yeah. from inside going on inside the limo and it's like that that makes sense in a movie right that doesn't make sense in an opera right like there's there was like a lot of decisions that were made that were wrong when they yeah. made this like yep. and, it, and it's not just like i didn't i don't like this thing because i don't like this kind of thing this there there were mistakes there were a lot of mistakes made in this that like hinder it and and some of them like that you know some people wouldn't notice or wouldn't care but like that's that's it doesn't help it and and like the the lyrics and the key changes that's a thing that will make people that aren't necessarily trying to dissect it not like it subconsciously so like if you, if you can't follow what's going on you're not going to enjoy it if if you can, but then there's like weird changes and you don't really know anything about music, you can still feel that. And that's why those changes mm. are set up the way they are in pop music. Right. Because like most people don't know anything about that. Like there's a, a specific range of tempo that everything is written in because that's what everyone likes, like or the great right. majority of people like, or there's like certain keys and certain chord changes that make people feel certain ways and they're used to make people feel certain ways so right. that they buy stuff. Yeah. Like people don't know that, but they feel it and it works. And then when you like go against that, it doesn't work. Like there's a reason that things are the way they are. And if you just fucking throw shit at the wall, you still just have shit on the wall. And that's what this movie is, is shit on the wall. On the wall. Did you feel like they did the gory parts well? Yeah. I liked I liked the effects like as far as that goes like I thought that stuff was pretty cool like because it was it was also kind of it was kind of cheesy like it was supposed to be though it's true yeah. yeah so like I wasn't expecting like you know super accurate you know, anatomy and shit like that there was a part where uh, <laughs> me and Russell were watching it and and like so he cut somebody open and it looked like he was pulling out like a fucking like wad of mozzarella from the guy's <laughs> stomach. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck? So so I feel like the the director is a weird choice. I don't know if he was like sought them out to do it or whatever, but he did Saw two, three, and four, and then this. Yeah. So like that seems like a drastic fucking change but yeah hmm. I, don't I don't know, know that he's ever done any musical stuff before so the guy the guy that wrote this uh hold on we never did cast really uh, I, I hardly ever do it anymore um uh terrence zudenik uh was the grave robber he also wrote it and he co- wrote the uh, treatment for the movie with the director. Oh, he did write the stage version? I couldn't... I've, I yeah. remember reading something about that, but well, I so, can't remember if he wrote the play or not. Yeah, there was a short film version in 2006. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was... Hold on. This version of the film only was released in, like, seven theaters. Yeah. And then I, sometime after that, I think they did like a traveling thing. Like it would just be in this one theater. They would like would take it with them. I'm like we're playing this at midnight, some shit like that. And that's how they got like their cult following. That makes sense. A bunch of weird goths going to the theater at midnight watching. Wow. That's like a whole thing. Like there was a whole genre of like midnight movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was only ten minutes long. Uh I'm not sure what the 
plot of the original was because this is a teenage girl raised in a world of addiction to drugs, cosmetic surgery, and artificial organ transplant and upgrades. That's the whole synopsis. Oh, I don't feel like we've talked about the Zydrate at all. No, we haven't. Doesn't matter. Um, no. <laughs> uh, so the cast for for the uh, original short film had Michael Rooker as the Repo Man. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. So that's weird. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, so the Zydrate was like a drug, like a painkiller, basically. But for some reason, you can, like, take it from corpses from their nostril with a hypodermic. So I think because, like, the the a drug addiction is a big part of it. I mean, not a big part of it, but it's in there. Like, they mentioned yeah. it a few times. Yeah, there's a whole scene about it. Yeah. I think it's something like certain. So he finds certain corpses. Yeah. The first time you see him pulling it out of a body, I think, like, after he breaks that wall. Uh-huh. That chick that is laying there with uh-huh. her throat cut and her chest cut open is the same chick that you see Repo Man kill right at the beginning of the movie. Okay. But I'm, I think it's like there's so much of this drug in people's system. Like it's just like in their brain and you can just suck some out. Mm. But there's also the the glowy bugs that it's like part of a deleted scene. I don't think I've ever watched it, but like when she's sitting at her mom's tomb or whatever. Yeah. And she like chases the bug outside. Right. It's glowing blue and just like yeah. exaggerate. I think they've come up and are like, oh shit, we can start living off this hydrate shit, sucking it out of people. Cause there's the deleted scene there, like get this hydrate out of the bug. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. That's, I thought that was going to be in the movie and then it never, they never talked about that bug again. So yeah. I was like, okay, what the fuck was the point of that? Another, like I don't know, just there's so many piles of random things that they could have done in this movie and that they didn't do, or that they started to do like that. They like started to explain the Zydrate shit, but then they never did. Um, I think it's not. I mean, they don't say this in the movie. This is just like my head cannon. I don't think it's like a painkiller. I think it does something like mixing signals in your brain, so yeah, it confuses your pain and pleasure receptors or whatever, which informs a lot the scene where they talk about it with Paris Hilton which Paris Hilton is in this movie that's another huge mistake that they made Um, (laughs) I think that was on purpose you're supposed to hate her like this stupid dumb bitch like and when this came out like everybody was shitting on her all the time yeah so like they cast her perfectly for the character they were trying to no yeah I get that it's just you can just like (laughs) not do that not give that person more money and even like bad publicity is like ugh. anyway but yeah like uh the zydrate stuff like there's a lot of avenues they could have gone down to make this the the story better uh but they didn't probably mostly because it's a fucking musical but I I don't know. I should should have looked that up. How long was the stage version of it? Because I feel like that's something that happens. Like I don't know that there was a stage version. I'm pretty sure there was. I don't know. I'm on it because it, it it talks about uh, the one thing that I halfway read was that the Terrence guy uh spent like ten years trying to get it made, mm. and then finally made the. Uh, the short film and then after like proof of concept basically what the short film was yeah uh started working on the actual film if there wasn't a play then this doesn't make sense but i feel like like i've been to several musicals and shit yeah like, they're normally like four hours long right yeah so no i get where you were going all that into right right an hour and a yeah, half yeah it's like it's like really turning hard. a book into a movie yeah you're gonna cut stuff out um, and usually like, you know, mentioning the Zydrate is like a nod to the people that read the books or yeah. saw the play. Yeah. Right. So that may, that would make sense, but I don't know that there was a stage play version. I Maybe I'm just making it up, but I've, I thought there was. The genetic opera Repo was a 2002 stage musical. Okay. Created in, by Terrence 
whatever his last name is. Zudnik. Zudnik. And Darren Smith, which would later become the basis for a short film and a cult movie. So I think the purpose of the short film was to get the movie made. Yeah, it's a proof of concept, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, Darren Smith was involved in the the original musical too? Yeah. So it says here. Yeah, so I mean he was involved from the beginning. Is that the director? Yeah, I think so. Okay. The that music, still seems wild. Like the music is actually done by Darren Smith. Oh well fuck that guy in particular. <laughs> <laughs> they did two more of uh not of repo, but not even of the same world, which I would have been been interested in seeing other things from the same world that maybe like not a musical maybe like a real movie um but they did a uh something about like the devil's carnival or something yeah it was, like two of those i feel like i might have said something about that when i came over the other day but i was looking at uh zuglu <laughs> I'm probably saying it wrong, dude. You just gotta have confidence. When yeah, you, you sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> the movie <Yes>. was <laughs> uh, Lionsgate didn't do a great deal for the film before release, uh, with it being over ninety percent financed by the movie's director. That's where all the saw money went. <laughs> he was like, "Damn it, how am I gonna make this movie? This this is like the love of my life." I guess I'll go make these fucking Saw movies. I guess there are people that love dumpster fires. I'm one of those people. <laughs> For a second there, I thought you were looking at me. No. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> but like, I don't like this fire. <laughs> Not this particular one. Find out anything so else interesting? in 2010, Universal Studios released a blockbuster film entitled Repo Men, starring Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker's Eye. It too told the story of dystopian. <laughs> Dystop- That's a Family Guy joke. I'm pretty sure. Um, it too told the story of a dystopian future where a mega corporation would finance organs and send repo men out to reclaim them when the recipient missed their payments. The stage was set for a different kind of plagiarism battle. This time, it would be the fandom that took umbrage at the alleged plagiarism and the creators on both sides working to assure everyone that there was no issue at all. Oh, yeah, I read about that. Like, the people... So, like, Repo, the genetic opera, found its cult following. And then Repo Men came out, and they are like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out. They just, like, tweaked the fuck out. They were, like, getting on whatever, wherever you rate movies and just shit movie poop shoot dot com like, never never seen it before <laughs> yep. just going one star fuck you i love my repo yeah your repo can go away which is crazy because it's like two totally separate people had two very similar ideas but like had never talked to each other before yeah. it just happened that way see these kids didn't grow up in like the 90s and or very very early 2000s when that happened every year yeah. Uh, every blockbuster had a counterpoint blockbuster that was either better or much worse than it. Um, yep. And most of the time they were disaster movies. Like if you look at like from, I don't know, like 96 to 2006 or something like that, like every couple years, the same exact fucking movie came out, but it was, you know, with different actors in a different mm-hmm. part of the world or something. So you had like, Tornado and Twister. You had Dante's Peak and Volcano. You had, uh, I don't know, like 2012 and The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> and there's like a billion of them. Deep Impact and Armageddon. Uh, th- those all came out within like two years of each, of each other. Yeah. Or the same year. And yeah. like, I mean, for forever, it was like that. Yeah. So... A little history here, real quick. Ooh, learning. Um, so the genetic opera has its roots all the way back to 1999, when Zudnik and Smith uh, had founded the Galler, a two-person performance troupe that specialized in 10-minute operas. One of those 10-minute operas was entitled The Necro Merchant's Debt, which was first performed in May of 2000. Popularity of the short version meant that the duo quickly worked to expand it into a full opera 
which they did by 2002 and was performed around the Los Angeles area. After years of false starts, uh, he largely financed the film himself to get it released, which was in 2008. So the story of Repo Men with Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker, uh, on the other hand, begins in 2009. That no, that's not it. That's what the article says, but then it like contradicts itself. Hold on. So. Uh, when Eric Garcia, who was the author of Matchstick Men, published a book entitled The Repossession Mambo. However, the book's history goes back well before that, with an unpublished 13-page story being circulated as early as 1997. Also, before the book's release, Garcia had been working with Garrett Lerner to create a screenplay based on the book, which is what eventually became Repo Men. So yeah, basically, two separate people in two different areas had a similar idea. And spent 10 years trying to get their thing made. I read that, so the book wasn't even published when the movie came out. So, like, it, I don't know if it was just taking too long to get the book accepted or whatever. Like, the movie was made and put out in the theaters before the book was ever out. So, and the like, book is in the movie. Yeah. In the, like, it almost, it like accidentally turned into advertisement for the book. Because <laughs> the character in, I assume, the book as well, but in the movie, ends up writing the book. It's kind of cool. But it's not. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, save this for next time. Yeah. I'll just cut it out. I'll cut the cut it out from this one and then drop it into the other one. Thanks, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you did that. I was hoping you would do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, does anybody have any final thoughts on this before we rate it? Hold on, hold on. Okay, so... Yeah, the other three of us probably have a lot left to talk about. I didn't... Nah. Fuck you guys. I didn't know I loved you so much. Is that, like, super awkward to you? Like, they're, like, two in love in, like, the wrong way, right? Uh, Yeah, I feel like it was just written really poorly. There was no, like, overt, like, (laughs) uh, incestual tones, at least between that pair um, before that. Yeah, but then they sang that song, and I was like, oh, what? Why are they... Who sang that part? Shiloh, Shiloh and Nathan. When, when Nathan's dying. And like, I didn't know I love you so much, but I do. Oh, okay, yeah. No, that didn't really weird me out at all. The, the one line is, uh, she says, I can't remember what the fuck she says, but it's like, when, when the people on TV were not quite the way we were. Like, I, I just feel like they wrote it super weird. Like, maybe it was just because... Doing I mean, you're making me feel weird about you. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I feel weird about it too. You talk about it. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Well, they I got just... they got the incest into their heads because when they were fucking writing all the parts for the brothers, the two brothers and the sister, and then <laughs> when Poppy's like, "My brother and sister should fuck." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they like well, he lick each other probably. and shit. So it's he like, like, what the her fuck? face later? Yeah, uh, yeah. He does bite. He. Luigi kills all the bitters so Pavi can buy her face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. <sighs> weird. Um it's a I the strange. way I took initially before the incest thing came up, uh the way I took that was that like like I I come from like a overbearing household. So like parents loving their kids too much is usually just means that they're overprotective. Um like cuz like that's a thing. Like, and I feel like that's what he, he was with her was just like far too overprotective, which is why he like drugged her to be sick. So she couldn't leave the house, but now you've weirded me out. And I I was, I read a little bit about the deleted scene. Um, uh, so he has Marnie's body still and she's bald and Mag's like, you have your mother's hair or whatever. Like, the wig is supposed to be made from the mother's hair. Literally. Yeah. Gross. Fucking weird. Yeah, Yeah, so, okay, most of the time, Munchausen, by proxy, is, like, done by a parent to get attention, because their child's always sick, not to, like, keep them hidden away, but that's just a observation. Is that actual, like... Like that's why like or the that's psychology how it's per- of it. Yeah, that's usually 
the psychology of it. I mean, usually. I mean, nothing's ever all the time. But well, yeah, I I mean that's more so what we usually see in like movies and stuff. But I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was like that's the way it's portrayed in like television and movies, but it's actually usually no, not the overbearing uh, parent. No, because like usually, um, you just drug them or beat them. Because if you're just drugging them to keep them like quiet and like still right yeah then you don't have to make them look sick the whole the whole thing about like making them look sick is so that you can like take them to the hospital or like get attention from people around you and stuff i get what you're saying because like you know you can just tell your kid you know hey this is just how it is man they don't know if they've never left the fucking house before yeah yeah but so yeah, that's, that's something different, right? It's that's not, not yeah. Munchausen by yeah, proxy. Yeah. That's just that's just Munchausen. Just being syndrome. fucking not by proxy. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's just like a, abuse. I think I don't know. <laughs> God, oof. Was there was there actually anything else that you wanted to say? Or were you just like I mad just... at me for talking? <laughs> <laughs> Shane, I love hearing you talk. <laughs> I was mad at you. I was just giving you shit because you like went off. Yeah, I did go off. And which I agree. is fine. We all do that sometimes. I remember the Queen of the Damned episode. Yeah. I didn't so let do anyone I. talk for 40 minutes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> which, so I want I did want to say, uh, out of out of out of all the musicals that I have watched, this is not the worst one. What's the worst one? End of the Woods. Uh, I don't think I've seen it. Probably not. It's a Disney movie. I haven't. It's awful. It's terrible. I think part of the reason it's the worst one I've watched is because of the production value, the amount of money that went into the movie, it being a Disney movie, and still being hot fucking garbage. Whereas like this, I feel like I can I can let a lot slide because like, I mean, yeah, the dude did Saul 2, 3, and 4 or whatever, but he's still, like, I don't think he was, like, an extraordinarily experienced person. And, and it's Lionsgate, and he, like, had to finance 90% of the movie by himself. Twisted and, like, Pictures. Yeah, it's Twisted Pictures, which I assume is his company now. I don't know. Um, I, know. I think so. I don't know. But... So, like, this I can let, like, a lot slide on, like, a lot of the stuff that I dislike about it, aside from the artistic integrity of the thing. So, like, I just, I think it needed another 10 years of work. I think there's a lot of potential for this thing to be great, to be one of the best things that had ever been made, but they just, like, missed the mark and... Everywhere. They just need to redo it. Like, they need to try again. Like, honestly, I I would watch another version of this rewritten, reshot, um, with these Like, with some real money behind it. With some, yeah, with some real money behind it. Like, some real writers for the music and shit. I, I love the idea of taking something as old as opera and, like, manufacturing it in a way that it encompasses a new age of like genre or just like what is happening now or like even a future representation of what now could look like um i love all of that i love it um but i just don't i don't i didn't enjoy this we didn't shut it (laughs) off though oh man i think we both thought about it no I wanted to finish it. Oh. I thought about it for you guys. I wasn't um, even here. I don't not finish a lot of stuff. There's only a few. I mean, Rocky Horror is one thing I've never finished. But it's bad. <sighs> we'll do it sometime. It's I, not good. Honestly, I don't get it. I don't love the Rocky. I don't get it. There's it's like got three charm. good songs. Rocky Horror's got charm. It's Way got more Tim charm Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry's awesome. Yeah. Well, you say charm. That. Barry Boswick? I say Tim Curry. I don't remember anyone else. In I don't hate it. Like, what if I'm like hanging out with somebody that's watching it? I'm like, I'm gonna sit there and watch it. But it's I just I uh, I don't know. I mean, it's been a long time since I've tried to watch it. But 
Uh, There's maybe been like once where I was like, oh, I'm going to go watch this. Fun fact about uh, Rocky Horror yeah. is the first time I watched it was with my dad mm-hmm. when I was like 13, maybe. Yeah. And my dad <laughs> used to go to all the Rocky Horror Picture shows and he used to play Rocky in the thing. Oh, that's and cool. He like sat me down. I was like, I used to do this, son. So I was like watching it with him. And I'm the scene at the end where they're all in um, like lingerie and dancing around. Mm-hmm. I remember going, um, Dad? <laughs> he goes, I got laid a lot, son. <laughs> I was like, all right, sold. <laughs> all nice. right, Dad. There was yeah. a portion of my friend group in high school that were into that. Like they'd go all the time. Like go to theaters and like, it's, it's, I feel like that's, a part of that is like it's not even so much about watching it it's about like being in the, the crowd culture. yeah it's the, the culture there's like yeah. a whole different story that's going on in the crowd yeah yeah and so i like to put stuff that i don't like into two different categories there's the category in which i understand why people like a thing and then the one where like i hate it so much i can't even fathom someone enjoying it and, like, neither of these things are in that category. Like, the Repo, the Genetic Opera, like, I understand how someone can sit there and enjoy this. Like, I just don't. Like, it's not where what I would like to see out of what it is. That's not what you said the other night. And then, that is what I said. No, after we watched it, you were like, I don't understand how anybody could like that. <laughs> you literally said the exact opposite of what oh, you said. Oh, shit. So I don't think that you're right. Because I just said earlier on the porch to Barry that I understand how someone can like this because that's the category. Like, that's right, after bro. You we can like the it. movie. I mean, you can you can not like the movie. You can not understand. It's fine. Like, well, yeah. you're not gonna hurt my feelings. But no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, whereas like also with Rocky Horror Picture, like I get like it's the culture and like it has this whole feel to it. So like I understand people liking it. It's just not like a thing that I've ever finished. So. That's where I'm at with that. Those are my final thoughts. Okay. Dave, what do you got going on? Rolling around in that head of yours? I never know. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped trying to figure that out a long time ago. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's not good. Mm. All right, let's go ahead and rate it then. <laughs> I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a five. There's a lot that they could have done. To make this worthwhile. Bro, five. I was expecting like a two. No. I mean, it's still like... Like I said, I, I like the idea. And I like how it looks. It sounds like the delivery of what they had is like the main issue. Like, yeah. There's yeah. good shit there. They just didn't get it yeah. out right. The, yeah. the music is shit. And the lyrics, and which is dialogue or shit, which is everything that they did other than costuming and cinematography. So, like, it's 50% bad. <laughs> Just pretty fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a five. Russell? Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Uh... <laughs> Because there's just not... I liked two songs and some random stuff Anthony Head did, which is Giles from Buffy. Uh, I didn't particularly like the costuming. I didn't think the... I thought the practical effects were bad. There's not... I can't... uh, I liked two songs, so it gets three points. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So they needed more money. So Roddy was right. Not. Gold I mean, makes the world yeah. go round. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. I mean, it's just like I don't know. I don't like the sh- the shine. Like the shine run like fucks up me watching the whole movie. It like the glow. No, the like weird. Yeah. The soft light. Yeah, the, it's like gothic soft lighting. Yeah. Yeah, but it's I. I don't know. I they're just I. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right, Dave. What do you got? <laughs> well, Shane, uh. let me tell you. I was actually gonna sing this review, but you I stopped didn't want to. again. Damn it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta tease you just a little bit. 
Uh, so I, I'm gonna give it a four. <laughs> I understand why people could dig it. I respectfully hate it. <laughs> I. I, I, yeah. I haven't watched very many movies where I could just feel myself cringing <laughs> out of existence through the entire movie. Yeah. It's just very cringy and just, I don't know. It, it They wanted to be Rocky Horror, and I get that, but it's just, for me, just not as charming as Rocky Horror. Give me Tim Curry in a dress or give me death. Yeah. Wow, okay. Shane. I can't believe you love this movie. Or a clown costume. <laughs> what? You've rated it the highest so far. <laughs> yeah. A five out of ten! <laughs> oh, f- I, I, I thought you were going five out of five this time. You especially, gave it a three out of five? Especially after Barry edits all of the negative stuff you said out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, I like the movie. <laughs> I'm Shane. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> Give Dave pizza. Uh, okay. There's a well, the fucking pizza Barry? again. All right, so you guys were talking about how you understand how someone could like it. I can understand how people don't, but I do a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say 9.9 because I'm pretty sure I gave Mulan a 10. Had to. If I didn't, pretend I did. Okay. And I don't like this as much as that. Did you say 9.9? Yeah. I want to retract my whole understanding thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> so what kidding. he said. I love this movie. I mean, I went a few years without watching it, but yeah. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Like, I would watch it several times a day sometimes. Jesus. Just like restart it as soon as it was over. <laughs> uh, I think I just right. had a stroke. So Shane and I are going to watch it until we like it. No! Hell no! If you can watch eight hours of Criminal Minds, we can watch eight hours of Genetic <laughs> No. I don't know that watching it more will make you like it more. <laughs> it won't. Like, you already <laughs> know. Like you... Well, it might give him Munchausen by proxy, so... <laughs> That's not how that works. I don't feel like I'm a movie critic. Like, I don't, I don't look that deep into shit. And that's fine. I like it because I like it. And that's yeah. good enough for me. Yeah, that's fine. But like you guys, you're like digging into shit. You're like, it's this and that and this, and these are the reasons why I don't like it. Those things are still there. So if you watch it again, they're still going to be there. Yeah. You'll probably like it less because you're going to be like, God damn it, they're still here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they I, or mind it. other find other stuff. There's like, oh, I didn't even realize that oh, sucked. Yeah. You'll, I'm sure you'll find more. Yeah. I love when a movie makes me feel so much that when I watch it again, I'm still hoping that the thing I don't want to happen doesn't happen, and it ends up happening anyway, and I'm sad all over again. <laughs> Moulin Rouge. That's what happens to me. Is it? Like, yeah. the first line, they're like, Satine's gonna die. And then I'm like, no, don't die. And then I watch the movie, and she dies. I'm like, oh, no, she died. Oh, no, she died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably cool. gonna watch it again this weekend. Okay. <laughs> I understand. I gave Robocop a ten. I'm a man of passion. I get yeah, it. Yeah, that also hurt my everything. You gave Dread a ten too. I also give Dread a ten because I like that. Fuck it. Ten. I love this movie. Okay. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Going full Dave. Yeah, well, <laughs> careful then. Don't go full Dave. No one wants to go full Dave. Not you even Dave wants go to go full, full Dave. Dave. Ooh, yikes. Uh, all right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of DQB Does. Thanks for listening. Next week, we are going to do Repo Men uh, with, with Forrest Whitaker and the other guy. Jude Law. Jude Law. What was the thing you wanted me to say? The last line... Blind Mag says. Yeah. But sing it real pretty. No. I mean, I'm just going to say, <laughs> come take these eyes. I would rather be blind. Because this movie sucked. Take my ears, too. <laughs>
This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.